welcome to another episode of the Digiday Podcast. I'm Keely Barber, senior reporter here at Digiday. And I'm Tim Peterson, senior media editor at Digiday. So Tim, this week you spoke with Hartoon Weiss, um, TikTok's head of global agency and accounts. And I know that there's been so much interest from brands and marketers over the past year or so to get onto the platform at a time when so many people are just killing hours of their day scrolling through their For You pages. Um, did she talk at all about like how the platform is becoming more of a serious partner for those interested brands? Yeah, it's like last year was a big year for TikTok, as you mentioned, just got even more popular during the quarantine. And that's led to more advertiser interest to the point where WPP and most recently IPG media brands have signed the first like upfront style commitments with TikTok, which is always something of a marker in a platform's um, development Google, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, they've all signed these types of deals. And so TikTok, um, in the course of, you know, just a few years, has already gotten to the point where it's signing those deals now, too. At the same time, though, I know that some marketers have expressed, like, concerns that there aren't enough capabilities around things like attribution and and commerce. Um, Did she have anything to say about you know, some of those concerns? Yeah, it was interesting because before the interview, I reached out to some agency executives that I trust and just said, hey, I'm speaking with Hartoon for the podcast, you know, anything I should make sure to ask about. Um, and a lot of them were, were talking about just, you know, what's TikTok doing to develop the platform, mm-hmm. especially for um, those agency execs with you know, D2C brand clients, um, they're looking for better measurement capabilities, more refined targeting. Um, and so I was able to ask those questions to Hartoon. And um, the gist of it was, you know, TikTok, as you know, big as it is, its, it's team isn't ginormous. Um, and so they're working on a lot of things and the platform has developed a lot. Um, and they kind of know the work that they need to be doing mm-hmm. this year. And so they're going to be addressing a lot of that stuff uh, over the course of this year and the following years. I'm eager to hear what she has to say about all that and responding to some of those questions. But um, yeah, I'll let you get into it. Thanks, Tim. Artoon Weiss, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Tim. Good to be with you. Absolutely. So TikTok, really big year for TikTok last year. And there was a lot of a lot of ups, but also like some periods of, oh, who's going to end up owning TikTok by the end of the year? How is TikTok's advertising business? So you're the head, global head of agency and accounts. So you deal with agencies, you deal with advertisers. How's TikTok's relationships with advertisers changed over the past year? It's a great question. It's actually exploded. Curiosity for sure has exploded. We were we were a test partner, I would say, in 2020. And 2021 is the year that we want to be trusted. Um, most of the advertisers were really curious about TikTok, right? The the whole world uh, got locked inside a home um, and was was desperate for engagement, desperate for sharing, desperate for connection. And TikTok really provided a, a bridge to all of those things. So advertisers got really curious to what the groundswell was, what was happening. And that's their job, right? Their job is to connect with human beings, to find need states, and then to really build relationships between their brands and those need states. And TikTok was right there and people loved it. And so curiosity drove the initial round of um, engagement, the initial round of testing. Um, And next thing you knew, 
advertisers started to see how much momentum the platform drove for their brands, for their connections, and started to shape a, a different marketing language. So it, it moved from curiosity and innovation into starting to trust the platform to move product and to move people. And that is the ultimate goal of marketing is to change behavior and get people to actually do something. So we happen to be at the right place at the right time with a product that fit the market um, that people just absolutely fell in love with because it was really unique to the platform. It was about inclusion. It was about family. It was about multi-generations. It was about uh, multi-culture. And next thing you knew, it just became an undeniable place for people to spend their undivided attention. And with that, like with the advertisers, because there's there's a whole spectrum of advertisers, but there's kind of the two main buckets of the brand advertisers who are looking for reaching as many people or at least as many people in their audience, uh, their target customer segment as possible and getting them to be aware of the brand and you know, ideally purchase the product. And then there's the performance or direct response advertisers who we are running ads because we know exactly who we want our, to purchase our products. And those ads are designed to get them to purchase those products right now, not a week from now or a month from now. Who has TikTok... Do you have a core audience between those two? For us, honestly, advertising is is equal. Um, we have equal opportunity for advertisers on the platform, and that's just because people are an equal opportunity source of of connection and engagement. And so for us, brands are really important to the TikTok experience because whether advertisers actually realize it or not, their brands are probably on platform. It's really interesting. A lot of marketers will sit across the table from, will say, you know what, let's just do a search. Just Let's just open up the, up the app and let's see if your brand exists on platform already. And so for us, what we want is all brands and all shapes and sizes of brands from performance marketers to uh, brand marketing to all different elements of the funnel. For us, we believe all advertising should perform. So we don't differentiate between the types of advertisers and marketers that jump on platform. Rather, we have we have a space and place for all of their business to find a home with our communities. And so we see all types of brands finding new and unique ways to engage with the people that make up our communities and our micro communities. And so we're super excited to just continue to further our innovation on the platform and create more experiences between brands that allow discovery, um, relationship building, education, conversion. There's, there's room in place for everybody. And so what we spend most of our time doing recently, actually, is educating brands on the ability that they have to have an endemic space on the platform. So most people will think, well, it's not a performance platform, so I can't put my performance communications there. Or it's, it's more upper funnels, so I'm not really sure how where my mid-funnel programming can work. And to be honest, I'm not sure that that's the, the best way to think about the platform and the diversity of the platform. We make sure that our marketing partners and our agency partners understand that there is a natural endemic space for their business. And then there is an endemic plus space for their business. Because if you think about it, people just like to learn. Um, and people just like to engage. And people like to view. And so we don't behave as a platform that's social in, in its nature where people are checking their Facebook and checking their Twitter and checking their Instagram. They're not checking uh, TikTok. They're watching TikTok. And so it's a really interesting place and platform for people to think about 
When I do want to learn, I want to learn about how to make a smoky eye as a beauty brand, or I want to learn how to cook a, a dish that I haven't potentially cooked before, or I want to learn home improvement. And so if you're a performance marketer or a brand marketer, there's endemic and endemic plus spaces for you to be in, because what you're really trying to do is resonate with a behavior and a community. And so all brands have a space and place on the platform. And, and that's what makes us so successful and so sticky. And that dimensional um, spectrum that anyone can join in on for us is, is really where the magic happens. So definitely don't think about TikTok as a, as a single and, and or a social platform. It is a content and an engagement platform, and it drives culture through our community. We'll get back to kind of the brand versus performance. Um, I, I reached out to some agency execs ahead of this interview, and I was just basically, hey, you know, talking with Hartoon, what, you know, do advertisers want to hear um, when it comes about when it comes to TikTok? And one of the questions that came up from a few people was, um, because of their experience on platforms like Facebook, where there was organic and paid opportunities, but then eventually the organic opportunities basically evaporated. And Snapchat, by contrast, was kind of like pretty clear early on that there weren't really organic opportunities for brands. It was more you do the paid opportunities and then you can do things like lenses. And if people share them, then you get the earned opportunities. But from an organic standpoint, there wasn't really an opportunity there. What's it on TikTok? Is there an organic place for brands or are you just looking for brands to be on the platform as advertisers? Uh, to be honest, um, I think what most people are afraid of, what most brands are afraid of are an organic place on the platform, but it might be the, the first and best way to show up. Paid is a place where everybody can always uh, naturally just land in. But to build community and to build community with the community is really where you become the most um, organic and authentic partner to that community. The beautiful thing about the platform is that brands and creators are equal. Your content shows up like a native piece of content, just as recognized equally by the algorithm as anything a creator would make. So where we absolutely see the opportunity space that that might scare some brands today because to be honest everybody's kind of overthinking how do i get on tiktok we're like just don't overthink it just get in there just just get in the game and the organic space a, a perfect example is the ocean spray example where nathan apodaca built this just beautiful feel he felt he felt like going for a ride on his longboard at that to that song for whatever personal state he was in with his truck and his vehicle and what happened was the groundswell that took off of, of content creation. And had a brand organically been on platform to engage and pick up on that behavior, those, those themes, that engagement level, that groundswell that kicked in from the, the artists themselves to the celebrities thereafter, um, you saw an opportunity for brands to get in the game, but they weren't already there organically. So an opportunity was potentially not leveraged. Um, and so what we think about the, the organic strategy as it, as it works in complement, in chemistry with the paid, is that when a brand is actually on platform, it's doing a few things organically. One, it's learning the language of TikTok. It's learning the language of the new generation and then lear learning, honestly, the language of the new digital behaviors. Two, um, it can capitalize on trends. You can start to gain and garner insights in real time. 
and start to speak um, the new language that your brand can take, which now looks like efficacy on TikTok. It looks like effectiveness. It looks like real talk, real product, uh, real delivery of that product. So organically, there's a chance to champion your products, your services, and your contribution to purpose. And so organic is a huge opportunity that is so forgiving on TikTok because we are so real and so authentic. It doesn't have to be perfect and glamorized and unattainable and over-engineered in production. It just needs to be elements of your beautiful brand building deconstructed and delivered on platforms. Things like color coding of logos, mnemonic devices of, of businesses, jingles. There are elements of brand that, that usually have always been perfectly packaged together that can organically live as elements um, that can be the parts, not necessarily the sum of them, and really integrate with the deep community and the language of that community on the platform, and then get amplified through paid media. Um, and that, that's where we think that the one plus one really equals three there. Got it. And that all sounds really simple and great, but it also sounds like the kind of thing where, to your point, brands can overthink it and overcomplicate it, or they could go the other way and, okay, well, if this is so simple, I'm just going to take my TV spots or stuff I put on other platforms and put it on TikTok. And so, again, it feels like there's something of a spectrum of, do I have to make something that feels whatever TikTok-y could be described, or do I just take something that I'm already running elsewhere and put it up on TikTok? What all are you and your team doing to work with advertisers to figure out content creation on TikTok? Because that was another big um, topic and question that came out from talking with agency execs is just like, how, how should we be creating content for TikTok? Sure. It, it's the question that we get most. If I had a dollar... Tim, if I had a dollar, I mean, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably take the summer off. But um, <laughs> it, it's a we we absolutely respect the question because it is it is tough. Um, and if you haven't made a TikTok yourself, have you made a TikTok, Tim? I have. Yes. Okay. How did you find the experience yourself? Uh, I thought it was fun. I mess around with the video editing on the side, so it was. I feel like I had something of an advantage. Okay. All right. I personally was completely overwhelmed. I was like, I can't handle this. I'm not this creative. I'm not funny. I'm not interesting. I am just loving what I'm seeing. And so what, what we see most in demand from brands is I know that I need to be there. I just don't know how to be there. So how do we work with them? Um, we try to demystify and decode TikTok. And that literally sits in, in, in education series and sessions where we're going to be going to market much, much more um, uh, diligently around how do we create as the marketing community that we are for TikTok in a way that is relevant. So you'll see a lot of that thinking and a little bit more strategically kind of infrastructed from us this year and the rest of 2021. But our current conversations today look like three things. One, um, let's look at what you do have. There's absolutely nothing wrong with some of your content, probably. There is a lot of really brilliant work that's done by our agency as an advertising community that, that we all love um, and, and respect and should be partnering with. So there are just, there are ways that we can teach our, our partners on not transcreation, but how do we make sure that the best of these elements and assets can be used and distributed? So we do believe that distribution is something that we can certainly help with. Um, the second thing you'll start to see is, okay, what elements should we actually pull forward for the platform so that it does resonate better? 
in the natural, authentic, real world, real talk environment that is TikTok. And so we'll start to pull some of the pieces apart of this perfectly packaged brand guideline, brand marketing communication. We'll start to pull that apart um, and start to introduce things like creators. And creators are very different from influencers. Influencers take direction and distribute messaging. Creators actually create with your brand, with your products, with your services, and with your assets. And so we start to try to, to mend and meet in the middle so that the language of the platform is respected and brought to life um, through some of the biggest ambassadors, as well as the, the brand elements um, that we spend so much time curating and the schemas that we're looking to create, we really want to make sure that we honor those too. So we'll take elements plus creators and turn those into really strong and really effective ways for the, the brand to land softly on the platform. And then the third thing that we'll do is just go for net new creation. Let's, 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 let's not, not, not make ads. Let's make TikToks. And the beauty of that is we don't want brands and agencies making one. We don't want them making two. We want them making thousands of TikToks because what happens then is first and foremost, the best content will win. And so this is almost programmatic creative testing at scale. Take it as programmatic creative testing at scale and let it run and see, see what catches. Second thing I would say um, is when you do create more and more of them, first of all, you lower your, your own entry and your own entry point, and you also lower your own barrier for creativity. Second, you allow the platform, which is naturally incredibly forgiving, to let you have rhythm on it. There are, there are creators that post very regularly. They know they have a following and they post every Wednesday, every Friday, twice a day when they do post. So they know that their, their audience gains um, more and more momentum with them. So we'll start to help brands create for the platform because it does do two things. One, gives them an opportunity to show up um, in a way that is embraced. And two, also helps them learn the new language and the new digital media behaviors. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back. A lot of that sounds pretty similar to YouTube. I've covered YouTube for a long time and, you know, sat in on meetings and pitches they've made to brands. And a lot of that sounds very similar, not only the creators thing, but they used to have this thing where like there was the three H's. One of them was hygiene of just like get kind of everyday videos, regular videos up on the platform. Do you find that brands that have more experience with a platform like YouTube are a bit further along or quicker when it comes to figuring out TikTok? Um, you know, I can't really speak to brand familiarity with other platforms and then that translation onto TikTok. That, that's not as much as what we see. What we tend to see is um, the brands that have uh, a deep desire to connect with the next generation of their buyers, with the next generation of their audiences, the brands that are thinking progressively for lifetime value. They're the ones that sit there and realize at all costs, this is the highest engaged, youngest generation that has the longest lifetime value potential. We have to understand this. And they see it at home with their children. They see it amongst their, their peers in the marketing community where some brands are having successes. And so they're very interested in learning. Um, and a lot of them want to figure out, how do I get in the game daily? So it, it's less about the, the previous muscles established by the other digital and, and content and social platforms and more 
there's a, there's a shift in, in behavior. There's a shift in marketing practices. There is a new or next normal in front of us. So how should I show up in a regular way um, that I can give my brand that lifetime value and that longevity? And that's, that's how we start to see them approach the platform is less about the actual creative and more about how do I use the most effective vehicles in the marketplace amongst audiences today to drive my business for today and tomorrow. Speaking of value, a few of the agency execs I talked to work with DTC brands and more direct response oriented advertisers. And they're saying it's great that there's the self-serve platform out there and there's been some progress on measurement and attribution, for example, but that there's still some work that needs to be done to um, provide the you know targeting options and measurement capabilities that these types of advertisers are accustomed to. Uh, what's TikTok doing to to address those. Uh, I imagine that's feedback that you all received. How are you developing the platform for better targeting, better measurement, better attribution? It is the first and only focus of thousands of people inside the organization, um, all of us virtual. So it, I, I commend them on, on being able to build at scale across the interwebs that are that is the work from home life, um, because usually you see these things move when you have huddles of people together that can actually think. But our, our marketing sciences team, they're the team that handle the measurement, the targeting, the attribution, verification, suitability, um, all the way through to our strategic partnerships team um, that manage our ecosystem partners. I bow down to these people and my colleagues every single day. I have never in my career seen a platform build at the pace and the scale um, that is happening at ByteDance and TikTok. It is impressive because it is the number one thing that we know we have to deliver for our partners. Targeting, we will get there. Um, all of the details that our marketing partners and agencies require of us. We are, the beautiful thing is, we've all built this before. We have a top of the line talent squad that understands the needs of the marketplace. So we're doing two things. We are A, building at the fastest pace and clip and scale I've ever seen. Um, and again, I'm humbled by it. It's the most impressive thing I've ever seen um, at ByteDance, but in general in my career where what typically requires companies years to do, our, our team and our measurement suites have been built in months um, and our clients commend us for it. And we're super humbled and honored when we hear that, uh, those kind of compliments. But the team are focused on building to parity. Absolutely, let's get to, to marketplace parity. How do we make sure we instill the confidence for our clients and our agency partners to have, um, have their investments placed on platform and enable better buying decisions that they can feel good about and that they can honestly go home and feel good about for their, their families and their children's as people. The second thing that we are doing is we're absolutely focused on the progress in the marketplace. We have found ourselves in really interesting conversations as a media industry and as a marketing industry. And what we want to do is take the opportunity and the, and the inflection point that we have now as a technology company and a media company and move ahead into this area of progress so that we can build for the right privacy regulation. We can build for the right user centricity. We can build for the right controls for our advertisers. And that's something that we are taking deadly seriously to the point where um, we have to get to parity. But while we're building for parity, we're also projecting out and having strategic vision and application of progress. And so I'm really, really, again, humbled. I, I don't have the mental capacity to build what our teams build, but Jesus, 
if you saw what I saw inside, um, it, it is, it's impressive. I am honored to work with the, the squad that we have. And I'm just, I applaud them for the work that they're doing, not just for our business, but for our marketing partners, our agency partners, and to be honest, the media industry at large. I want to get back to the parody uh, point because there was one exec who had a more specific uh, question sure. on that front. But um, talking about you know looking forward, you know, one thing that's going on that everyone's dealing with right now is this change Apple's making on the tracking front and trying to figure out how that affects the broader ad landscape. There was one agency exec I talked to who said they've had a hard time getting an answer from TikTok on how it's approaching Apple's move to require app developers to request people's permission in order to use outside information to target them with ads. What is TikTok's approach? Thank you for asking. I think it, this is a conversation that is not bespoke to TikTok. This is a conversation that's bespoke to the entire community and industry. Um, at TikTok, we absolutely strive to be leaders in data privacy. As I mentioned just before, we are really focused on progress. Um, we're also looking to be forward on industry standards. We collect information that users choose to provide us with, which we are also very proud of, in order to improve the experience people have on TikTok. So as an emerging platform, we have the opportunity to innovate with data solutions and capabilities that reflect reflect where the advertising industry is heading. That's a very unique opportunity that we have now being two years old in operation and building intentionally as a platform. So as we navigate the new privacy features and in being introduced by Apple with iOS 14, um, we're evaluating the development of first party solutions and a data strategy that supports our advertisers' needs. It's all about our commitment to a privacy first approach. It is a consumer centric platform so we will have a privacy-first approach. Brands, large and small, they're going to be finding new and unique ways to engage with our community. The community is the most engaged audience base you'll see um, or have seen for some time. And so we want to ensure a positive and safe environment for the brand partners that choose to take TikTok as their home. Um, that's what I can share with you today. There will be much more to come from us in the coming weeks. But thank you for asking. And, and I hope that as an industry, you know, we do take some of that privacy first um, approach around our business. So a, a TLDR on that is the question of whether an advertiser would be able to take their own first party data and use that to reach those customers or do look like targeting on TikTok. That's TBD. We are building solutions to work with it. We just want to make sure that we ensure privacy for our users first. Um, and then absolutely efficiencies along lookalike targeting and modeling, making sure that first party does get matched absolutely is a, is a top of mind priority for us. But our user community comes first and our privacy approach leads the way. In March, TikTok notified users that it's updating its personalized ads policy to you know, no longer allow people outside of Europe, outside of GDPR um, governed areas, um, people outside of Europe won't be able to opt out of targeted advertising. Why is that change being made? So I personally can't speak to that change. There are a number of strategic decisions that are happening inside as our organization, organization builds. Um, but I do... I can attest to the fact that it is all quite strategic in our larger organic approach towards how do we organize as an ecosystem and what are the elements um, that our, our countries, our regions need to 
developed to deliver against that. I don't happen to have privy to some of those conversations and that strategic vision. However, I do know that they are taking place and it is a much more holistic approach than just thinking about one or two changes. Let's get back to the parity approach because you mentioned all the work that's being done to get to parity. Um, and so one agency exec you know, said, and I'll kind of quote them verbatim here, uh, quote, huge barrier right now with D2C and performance marketing brands is TikTok can't track revenue since the conversion reporting is URL and click based and doesn't support dynamic parameters like product level data or rav- revenue. What is the plan to bridge this gap to shore up the attribution and measurement for brands who can't justify the investments to the finance team? You mentioned a lot of work being done at TikTok right now. Uh, on this front, is that something where you're looking to get to parity this year? I can't speak to this year. Some some of what the work that we do is also limited by our partner's ability to integrate with us. So we are we are definitely uh, beholden to two schedules. One, um, our development timeline in-house for our talent, and two, the capabilities of a lot of our partners um, that that provide that validation, provide that attribution, and provide that measurement. We are definitely on our path to deliver what we can as we get through some of the, obviously some of the other um, changes that are happening in the marketplace like iOS 14 and things of that nature. Um, But as we build our measurement solutions, our attribution solutions, performance is not something that we want to ignore. We know the industry continues to head down this route. We also know that some of our most successful clients and verticals in our Asia regions that are a little bit more mature than our Western regions are hardcore performance-oriented marketers. And we have solutions there. So I think it's it's two things. One, um, we are building with our industry and with the limitations that we also encounter with our industry. And two, um, where we can start to lean into existing builds around performance metrics, things like the gaming landscape, where we're very big and we're incredibly strong, um, all the way into D2C marketing. We will start to bridge those gaps. A couple things happen in the meantime. One, we can't hire fast enough. So please give us a call. TikTok is looking for top talent um, to build for the next generation of the marketplace. And two, um, we just need to ensure that our partners are also building at the pace and scale that we are as well. And we'll run into some of those limitations regularly. But at the end of the day, we're playing um, the long game. So we, whether it's this year or the first half of next year, uh, it doesn't matter. We are committed to it and it is absolutely on our roadmap. So just stick with us, guys. We're building as fast as we can. Yeah, I mean, there is is something of an established roadmap with you know how platforms add products develop um, and TikTok. I mean, this year has reached a, a milestone that's I think part of just every major platform's ad business where you signed your first kind of big agency holding company deals. You did WPP and you have IPG media brands as well. Um, again, these are kind of established you know part of platforms, you know, maturity on the ad side, but did, did, did TikTok craft these deals in any unique way? Absolutely. And thank you for asking um, and for acknowledging the the success of partnership so soon. Um, so thank you for that, Tim. It's, it's, it is absolutely crafted in partnership with our, with our holding company partners. We're honored um, that some of our partners like WPP and like IPG really invested in us early 
and believe in the and the power and the potential of the platform. The WPP relationship and partnership is one that is all about having early access to advertising products and development, ensuring that WPP's clients remain at the forefront of innovation. They are a software company that can drive decisioning and influence and insight because of the amount of information that they can see. So um, what we really appreciate is the marketing API integrations and the next generation formats that we're going to be doing together with WPP. With the IPG media brands uh, partnership, that is actually something that's very different and, and also very bespoke to both IPG and to TikTok. So the beauty of our partners is that they do recognize strengths in the platform and then craft the strengths of their holding company offering and positionings with us. So the IPG media brands deal, we're so excited about this one. This is this is great new news for us. Um, we've announced a three-year global partnership that will enable brands to unlock the power of the platform's culture community and creators. And we've done so across a few key areas. So this is a very heavy lean into the organic, natural state of the platform. Um, so first, we have the content, the creator collective. This is IPG being able to bring a first of its kind experience to its clients through the introduction of our creator collective. It's a new initiative that connects brands with forward thinking and diverse creators who will advise on strategies um, and best practices, which is what we honestly get asked about most is what are your best practices? Um, but the creators will advise on best practices to ensure IPG and its clients work is culturally connected. And that is um, inclusive of what is happening with the TikTok community. So through the Creator Collective, TikTok and IPG will deliver unique experiences for clients through custom programming, of which we'll co-launch Creator Camps. So a bunch of us are super excited to go to camp. Um, it's it's definitely something I'm to sure a lot. Anywhere. Let's well to go anywhere, but a bunch of a bunch of us are thrilled to go to the Creator Camps, and this is our first program. Um, it is co-developed with IPG. It will be an in-depth quarterly long session where a group of creators will provide a select group of brands, strategic counsel and feedback on their upcoming campaigns. And that's what's so important about that is the cultural collection and connection. It is not just about being authentic. Um, it is really about culturally connecting the brands into the community. And next, another first of its kind initiative with IPG, we're working to launch a content growth strategy program. So we talked a little bit about organic prior. It's really about enabling brands to truly build exceptional and an engaging presence on the platform so you can take advantage of the platform when things really do strike um, in, an, in a more holistic way. And finally, we'll be previewing partnership opportunities together and, and and really just help IPG be among the first to um, see around the corner with cultural events, including TikTok's Fashion Month, global sporting tent poles, and more. So we have a very diverse level of relationships with our holding company groups. We're honored that they believe in us, and we are thrilled that we can craft together with them to, to truly, honestly differentiate um, both the offering that we have and their positions in market as well. A lot going on at TikTok these days. Uh, Hartoon, you're a busy person, so I appreciate you carving <laughs> out some time for us. No, I'll let pleasure. you get back to it. Thanks so much. Thrilled to be here. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you for listening to the Digiday Podcast. Please don't forget to share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it. You can even rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like. And we'll be back next week with another episode.